first, I want to thank, obviously, Shane Mueller, who helped put this together, and Avram Lowy, and Dr. Lieberman for coming. Dr. Lieberman, somebody who's been here since the beginning of the Stiebel, really since day one, and even before day one, has been involved in helping create everything at the Stiebel and been in the background of the Stiebel, and I appreciate him taking out time from his busy schedule to come hopefully share some insight in how we're supposed to be able to deal with something of this magnitude. I mentioned to somebody today, I mentioned to somebody today, that I remember reading at the beginning of Rabbi Lau's book, in his book, Out of the Depths, where he writes about his experience in the Holocaust. And he writes here in the introduction to the book that the greatest disservice you can do to the Holocaust and to those that were killed in the Holocaust is to mention the number six million. So six million is a number that it's impossible to fathom. It's impossible for anybody to wrap their head around the number six million. And he said the greatest way that a person can understand the tragedy of what six million is, is by focusing on one person. You focus on an individual, you focus on a family, you focus on one town. I know that I, I myself was there to buy a book about my grandfather's town. There happened to have been a book that survivors put out describing what the town looked like before the war. And by focusing on sometimes that Pratin, you're able to understand the magnitude of the tragedy. And I felt the same way when we first heard also in my community, we already started hearing some chastar by night, some chastar by day, a little bit more. And the numbers were numbers that we couldn't fathom. Well, remember the Fogel family that was killed, the three boys that were kidnapped. And then you start hearing numbers like 500, 600, 700, about 1,000. And it's things that it's very, very hard for us to comprehend. Very, very hard for us to, to wrap our head around. 150 hostages. Hundreds of people take it, killed, thousands of people injured. And it's something that's very, very difficult for us to, on the one hand, go, go ahead and continue living our regular daily lives. We have to wake up every morning, we have to get out of bed, we have to daven chakras, we have to go to work, to make sure our kids get to school, we have to take care of the regular mundane, everyday things. And at the same time, there's a deep, deep hit and a deep feeling inside of everybody that they can't go on. It's impossible to move on when you know what's going on. It's not a tragedy that happened. It's something that's happening now. And hopefully just by getting together and being mechazik each other, that there are no real words to say. There's nothing really to say that will make everything make sense. It's impossible to make sense of something like this. And it's impossible to understand it and to be able to fathom it and to be able to say that now we're going to walk away and be able to understand exactly what our mission is. It's impossible. Part of being in Gullus means that there's a chayshech, there's a hester upon him. We don't have the answers the things that we can't imagine, things that we can't fathom, things that we can't understand. But hopefully by getting together and being mechazik each other, by saying Tehillim together, by the achtas of Kal Yisrael coming together, and every shul around the world where every Yidin are gathering together to say Tehillim together, to try to be mechazik each other, to try to take on avoidus, to try to take on more mitzvahs, to try to be involved in tzedakah, and in chasadim, and achtas. Hopefully by that we'll be able to move ourselves a little bit higher. Be able to bring ourselves closer to the place called Mashiach that we're all yearning for, if we weren't yearning for before, this, this tragedy is definitely making us recognize that there's only one thing we need now in this Mashiach. I mentioned to somebody on Simchas Torah, I told them that normally the, you know, the line that a lot of people were saying at the end of Simchas Torah, Ben Yilsachag, was Besuris Taivas, Mashiach Besuris Taivas. But I said at this point in history, we don't want Besuris Taivas anymore. Besuris Taivas means good news, which is plural. We don't want good news. We just want Besuris Taivas. The only thing that every Yid and Kla Yisrael is asking for right now is a Besura Teva. And that's the Besura of Mashiach. That Allah Yohan Navi is going to come and be Mavasa the Geula. And Yohan Navi will come and tell every single Yid that the Geula is here, that enough's enough. 
that Misha Omer Leilamai Dai, Yenu Letzerisenu Dai, and that's the bikush of every single yid. And hopefully by getting together, being mechazik each other, being involved in more avodas hakodesh, being involved in whatever we could in terms of Torah and mitzvahs and tefillah and tehillim, and achdus and klal yisol and tzedakah and gemilas chasadim, we'll be zeich to get a little bit closer, and hopefully be able to be, be able to bring Mashiach as soon as possible. I think another feeling that I felt, and I know a lot of people felt, is that there's nothing that we really can do. At the end of the day, we're sitting here in America. We're not jumping on a plane. And even if we got on a plane and got to Eretz we wouldn't really have much to do over there. We don't really have any avoidance. And obviously, we can donate money. We can dive in. But, but there's a feeling that we don't really have anything to do. That we don't really have the ability to be able to fight the war. That there's a war being waged against Kal Yisrael. And we don't have the ability to do anything. And I think that on the contrary, I think that this story has shown us, perhaps more than any other tragedy that's taken place, at least since the creation of Eretz Yisrael, since the creation of the state, that we can't rely on an army, we can't rely on humans to be able to fight the war for us. That it's not going to be soldiers stationed in Eretz Yisrael that are going to win the war for us, but on the contrary. We saw that if Hamas is capable of entering into Eretz Yisrael and capable of having a plan or a year, two, two year long plan to enter into Eretz Yisrael under the very noses of the soldiers, so it's obvious to all of us that it's not them that are going to create the victory, but it's us that are going to create the victory. That it's every Yidin Klal Yisrael through Tehillim, through Avoida, through Taira, through Gemilas Chassadim, that we're going to create the victory. That it wasn't them who stopped the tragedy from, happened, from happening, and it's not going to be them who's going to bring, bring about the Yeshua. That it's every Yidin Klal Yisrael, regardless of where a Yid finds himself, that's capable of bringing about the Geula, bringing about the Yeshua. And perhaps to talk about one specific Nekuda, again, there's a lot of Nekudas to speak about when we're trying to talk about raising ourselves and trying to talk, talk about how we can be able to elevate ourselves, to be able to pick ourselves up in a matzav of Eis Tzorah but perhaps one Nakuda, which is maybe cuddle all the Nakudas together. If we want to figure out how, how Klal Yusuf is supposed to be involved in fighting a battle, we have to look back to the first battle that Klal Yusuf ever fought. And that was the battle that Klal Yusuf fought against the enemy called Amalek. We know that Amalek, according to the Zerah is a mix between Esav and Yishmael. Right? We're fighting the, the enemy called Yishmael, which is connected to Amalek as well. And we have to go back to see the way that Klal Yisrael fought Amalek to be able to understand how Klal Yisrael, how we are supposed to be fighting the Amalek in our dar, how we're supposed to be fighting Yishmael, how we're supposed to be fighting an, an enemy in a way which is spiritual. The Gemara in Rosh Hashanah tells us that we know that the Pasuk tells us that when Moshe Rabbeinu raised his hands, Moshe Rabbeinu was sitting on the har. Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't fighting the physical battle, like we're not fighting the physical battle. When Moshe Rabbeinu raised up his hands, but Gavar Yisrael, Paul Yisrael was successful. Ask the mission in Rosh Hashanah, do the hands of Moshe Rabbeinu have the ability to win the war or to lose the war? That any time that Kuala Yisrael is mistakim klape mala, who mishabden es lubeyam, la'avim sheba shamayim, hoyum is gadden. That any time that Kuala Yisrael raised their eyes up, any time that Kuala Yisrael looked up at the hands of Moshe and was mishabed their, their lave, to avinu sheba shamayim, hoyum is gadden, they were matzliach, ve'im lav. And when Kuala Yisrael lowered their eyes and lowered their hearts and weren't mishabed themselves to the Rabbani Shalom, hoyum noiflam, they would fall in the hands of Amalek. Which means the Mishnah in Rosh Hashanah is telling us a very simple secret. If you want to be Menatzech against the enemies, there's one Eitzah, and that's to elevate ourselves. That's to be Meshabbat Eslibeim Ba'avim Shabbat Shamayim, to lift our eyes up, to lift ourselves up. We know that Moshe Rabbeinu represents the sphere which is called Netzach. Those of us that do the Nanum, according to Nusach Svarad, know that when you go up, 
You go right, left, that's Chesed Gvura, and then you go Tferis is front, and then you go Netzach, which is up, which is the, net, which is the Sphere of Moshe Rabbeinu. Netzach means victory. Moshe Rabbeinu's Indian is to be elevated above. Moshe Rabbeinu, we just landed on, on Simchas Torah, that Moshe Rabbeinu is called Ish Ha'elikim. And the Medrash very famously says, what does it mean, Ish Ha'elikim? One man the Medrash means that Mechetzev Lamata, from the bottom half of Moshe Rabbeinu, he was an Ish. Mechetzev Lamala Elikim, from the top half of Moshe Rabbeinu, he was godly. He was an angel from up, from waist up, and he was a human from waist down. Moshe Rabbeinu's capability is to be able to raise himself above being stuck in this physical world, to be able to raise himself up in a Mayim Ashisu, Moshe Rabbeinu is, that he rises above Olam and the Mela is able to be Mesgaber against Amalek. Amalek and all, this, all the Umas Olam are involved in, in the Aretz. And Moshe Rabbeinu and every Yin and Klal Yisrael doesn't need to be stuck to that place of Aretz. Has the ability to be able to raise himself, to pick himself up, to be an Ishelikim. And in that way, we're able to be Meshabaris Libeim La'avim Shabbat Shemayim. To be Meshabat our hearts, La'avim Shabbat Shemayim. To raise our eyes up and pick ourselves up a little bit higher. Moshe Rabbeinu's Ishelikim. And therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu has the capability to have that sphere which is called Netzach and can be victorious against the Umas Ha'ilam. The Umas Ha'ilam live in the world which is on the ground. They live in a world of Artsis, of Gashmis, of Ilam Azeh. And when we live more of a life which is spiritual, when we live a Ruchmiyastika life, we're able to raise ourselves up over the nations of the world and we can be misgaber against them. And that's by every nation, but befrat by the nation called Yishmal. Yishmal is called by, called by the Torah a para Adam. Yishmal is Ama Doimil Chamar. Yishmal is compared by Chazal to be, the Zerah says, para Adam, Veloy Adam. The Zerah says that Yishmal is not an Adam. That the nation of Yishmal is Chamar. And I think we've all seen that very clearly this week. Whether you heard the news, whether you saw the news, whether you saw the images, didn't see the images, whether you think you should or shouldn't, regardless of, of where you're, what, you, what news you've been exposed to this week, I think it's been clear to all of us that Yishmal is a para Adam. That Yishmal is not human. That that world is para Adam, Veloy Adam. And Klal Yisrael is not just human, but Klal Yisrael is Ishele Kim. Klal Yisrael is elevated above Ulam Hazeb. Klal Yisrael is elevated above being involved in the Ulam Agashmi. And if we're fighting against the, the enemy called Yishmal, the greatest way to fight against Yishmal is by elevating ourselves, by becoming more spiritual. Yishmal, we know Chazal tell us, is Shtufei Zimu. Yishmal is involved in a world which is Gashmias, which is involved in a world of, of the opposite of Shmir Sabris, the opposite of anything Kaddish, the opposite of elevating one's body is the world of Yishmal. They look on the outside externally like they're very holy and sneers, but they're the opposite of that. Yishmal is the world which Chazal tells us Zima. They're sucked down, they're, they're, they're pushed down into the world of Artsius and Gashmias. And Klal Yisrael is the opposite. Klal Yisrael is not a para Adam. Klal Yisrael is Isheli Kim. Look around at what's going on in Klal Yisrael. The hundreds of thousands of Yidin that are giving money, that are giving, giving time. The soldiers that are going to the front lines to fight. The people that are giving money to them. The people that are changing their whole lives and picking themselves up and doing anything that they're capable of doing to be able to elevate themselves. Elevate themselves. In order to be Mezake Klal Yisrael, that Klal Yisrael should be Menatzech, and it's clear that Klal Yisrael is connected to Ishele Kim and not to that world called Para Adam. That a Malik is connected to that world of Chamar, Amadoimele Chamar, that it can't stand up. Chazal tells us the difference between a human and an animal is that an animal walks on all four. Like the Nachash who was cursed in our parsha, that the Nachash can't stand on his two feet anymore because the Nachash is involved in Shtufei Zima. The Nachash has a taiva fachava and the male the Nachash has to also walk on, all, on, walk on, its, on its body and can't stand up on two feet like, an, like a human because the Nachash proved that he's not connected to being a human. And Dafke Klal Yisrael is Atam Kriyam Adam. Dafke Klal Yisrael is able to be Ishali Kim. That they're a para Adam and we're able to be that world 
of Ishalikim to be able to elevate ourselves. And that's the Ikra Vaidu when we want to work in ourselves is to figure out ways to elevate ourselves, to figure out ways to be more spiritual, more ruchnius, to figure out ways to be more involved in the Avaid of the Neshama versus the Avaid of the Guf. To be more involved in the Avaid of Tfila. Tfila is Naisless Naisis as far as saying. Tfila is Lamalam and Ateva. Tfila doesn't live in this physical world. To be more involved in the world of Kedusha, which is the opposite of Yishmol. Yishmol is Para Adam, and we say that we can elevate ourselves. We can become higher and we can live a world of Neshama, not a world of Guf. We can use our eyes for things that are proper. We can use our goofs for things that are proper. And we don't need to be caught up in the Ulam Azen, Artsias, and Gashmias like Parad. We can raise ourselves up like Yaakov Avinu when he's running away from Esau. And Yaakov Avinu is shown a chalem of Sula Mutzav Artsa, Veresha Agia Shamaima. To say that although we live down here, and although Mechetzev Lamata were an Ish, we can be like Moshe Abenu, that Mechetzev Lamala, we can be a Likim, we can be godly. We can be something which is above this physical world. And the greatest way to be menatzeh against the enemy is that way. The whole avoid of achdas, which is coming out so strong in this tekufa, is this avoid of living more in a shamadika life than a, guf, than a guf life. When a person lives in the world of the guf, so the separation between different people. Are you from? Are you fry? Are you datilumi? Are you Mizrahi? Are you Haredi? Are you Hasidish? Are you Sephardi? Are you Litvish? There's separations when it comes to the world of the guf. In the world of the neshama, there's no separations. The Zara Kaddish tells us that Shabbos is called Yoymed in Ishmasa. Shabbos is a day of the Neshama, and that's why there's an Achtas that takes place every single Shabbos. And the, and the Matzev to bring, be able to bring us to the Yom Shekul Shabbos is that world of Achtas, when he is able to live more Neshamadik than to live with his guf, and the male is able to elevate himself to that place of Ruchnius. And this is how Ikra Avoid, if we want to fight any Mochama, but Befrat the Mochama against Yishmael, is to be able to figure out ways to elevate ourselves, to live lives of Kedusha more, to be more involved in the world of Tfilah and Torah and Avoidah, Gnos Chasadim, which all of these mean that we understand that we have an Neshama and we're not a Guf, that we look at the nations of the world and Befrat Yishmael, and we see the Rishas that takes place, that Chazorius that takes place, that it's hard for any of us to fathom how a, how a human's capable of doing something like that. Since the Nazis, we can't imagine that a human's capable of doing something like that. We show the Rabbanish that we're not like them. The Vacharis Ima Bris, like Chazal say, that Klai Yisrael Zeichet Eretz Yisrael, Beschus the Bris, and Bris means they were elevated above the Umasailam. That when Yishmol came to Yitzchak and said that I have the my love Bris, Yitzchak said, I am willing to be makr, my whole guf on the Mizbeach. That you may have the my love, the fact that you had a Bris before me, and a Bris at the age of 13. But it's like Yitzhak, I'm willing to be, I'm willing to go into Akedis Yitzhak, I'm willing to take my whole body, every part of my guf, every part of the Ulam Agashmi, and to elevate it on the Mizbeach. And when we show the Rabbanisham that we live life set on the Shamadik, we show the Rabbanisham that we don't live like the Umasailam. And when we don't get caught up in all of the artsis, all the Gashmias that takes place, we don't get caught up in that world of the Guf, they're not able to be misgaber against them. It's not the Yad of Shalaysha. But it's when Yisrael is mistakal klape mala, when we're able to elevate ourselves above this world, when we're able to live more of a life of an neshama, when we're able to show that we're different than the umasailam, that we're different than Yishmael, that we're not a para adam, that we're ishele kim, that we're elevated, then we're able to be menatzeach against the umasailam. Part of the avayda is not getting so caught up in all of the social media and all of the news that takes place. That's artsiest, that's gashmets, that schleps a person down. When a person can say, I can disconnect from that. I can elevate myself. I don't have to know every single thing that's going on. I can elevate myself a little bit. I can live a life that's more ruchliistic. I can spend a little few more minutes learning, few more minutes davening. I can maybe shut off my phone during davening, come on time to davening, not talk during davening. I can elevate myself in the world of the neshama. They were able to be misgaber. Can I get the para adam called yishma? Hashem should help us that we should be zeichen. We should be zeichet by elevating ourselves, by living a life of an neshama, not the life of the guf. We should be zeichet to 
to be able to get back Eretz Yisrael the way we're supposed to have Eretz Yisrael with the protection of with the only protection that we really need which is from the Rabbani Shalom which should be Zeichem Ritz Hashem to misgaber connected the Para Adam to misgaber connected the Chumriyas and the Gashriyas inside of us and to be able to elevate our Neshama Ritz Hashem by doing that will be Zeichem for the Gula Hashlamah